Hey friends, welcome to the Great Things Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Heron. Let's be honest, things aren't going too great in the world right now. I think we can all agree on that. But I've got some good news. This space is created for you to join in on conversations of how sometimes the hardest, lowest moments of our lives can produce the greatest joys. So come on in and jump on this virtual couch with me as we talk about some good news and great things. Welcome to another episode of Great Things. This is a special episode for me because I'm introducing you to a longtime friend of mine. We met in 2011, working for a student ministry camp, traveling the Southeast for a whole summer. David is from Kenya and has an incredible story of redemption through Jesus, with some help from Compassion International. If you aren't familiar with them, it would probably be helpful to know before this conversation, and I'm excited to be the first one to share with you. Compassion International is a child sponsorship organization, which is the most cost-effective way to end child poverty. It not only addresses a child's immediate physical needs, it also builds self-esteem and self-respect. Through monthly financial support, prayer, and letter writing, sponsors invest directly in the lives of children living in extreme poverty. Compassion successfully tackles global poverty one child at a time, serving more than 2 million babies, children, and young adults in 25 of the world's poorest countries. All Compassion-sponsored children have the opportunity to develop their God-given potential and be released from the poverty that has trapped their families for generations. I really hope this conversation blesses you as much as it does me. David, welcome to the Great Things Podcast. I'm so excited to be catching up with you again. It's so awesome to to reunite again after several years, probably think 10 years or so. Yeah, um, so good I to think, have you. Absolutely. Yeah, we did our student life together at the... Uh, I think the greatest memory I remember is uh, at the beach, um, Orange Beach. Yeah. That, that was awesome, just being there and oh, yeah. serving and uh, attending camp. And yeah. yeah it, was, it was fun. You got the full experience that summer of having the beach and the mountains. I mean, it doesn't get Absolutely. any better than that. Yeah, man. I miss those days. I, I remember when we came to Durango, Colorado, and I told someone we were traveling, I told them, one day I will live in Colorado Springs. Oh, and wow. they started laughing. They're like, "Oh, how, how, how do, you, how easy do you think that's gonna be? Even for us Americans, it's hard to to move to Colorado." Yeah. And I actually ended up there after after two or three. That years. is so prophetic. I love that. <laughs> actually, that's kind of the same thing that happened with me. I I ended up in Dallas because I landed here one time and I was like, "I'm gonna live here one day." Yeah, and you love a it. few months later, here I was. So that's so Yeah, David got to share his story several times. I've heard his story so many times and it's so powerful. And so I just knew that I had to have him on this podcast because it's a blessing to me and I know it'll be a blessing to you. So David, you are no stranger to telling your story. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, tell me what life was like growing up in Kenya. Uh, you know, growing up in Kenya was a, a bit different from the life I have right now or my life after, after childhood. So I, uh, I come from a family of five. I have two brothers and two sisters. And uh, when I was very young, uh, our dad left when we, I was very young and my mom was left to take care of the five kids all by herself. And uh, it was kind of quite a uh, hardship for her. Um, so I lived, yes, I enjoyed my childhood years because I didn't know the difference between poverty and lack and that kind of stuff. 
And the reason for that is because everyone where I was, I used to live, everyone was poor. Everyone was experiencing extreme poverty. Um, it was until after some time that's when I started realizing, wow, I think I have a different life from what life is supposed to be for a child. Wow. So kind of talk a little bit about the process of getting into the compassion program. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking that. So when I was uh, when I was growing up, you know, as I mentioned, life was so hard, hard that we had to eat from dump stuff. Um, we couldn't afford food. My mom was only earning one dollar a day, and so the only food we would get is uh, the food that she would bring from uh, from a uh, from a restaurant where she used to work in the evening. She would come home with some cookies or some leftovers, and uh, we would all share. She would work for more than twelve hours a day. Sometimes she would wake up at six a.m. to around. 11 p.m. So most of the time we didn't see her. Um, and I remember one time actually she got so sick and um, unfortunately she actually did not make it. She she died while waiting uh, to be admitted into hospital. And so I remember my family, all my brothers and sisters, we all dropped out of school mm. and um, we started living with different relatives and always in the street, uh, in the city, sometimes even stealing food just to survive. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I'm, 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 I was uh, at the, um, this huge dumpster, you know, looking for food, digging. And there was this guy uh, who used to work for a church where Compassion International was located, a center, one of the Compassion Center. And uh, he actually was a, like a good Samaritan because he came to me and asked me if I wanted to go to school and what I was doing there and that kind of stuff. So we started talking. I thought he was a policeman, um, but I didn't even care if I would have been arrested. It would have been, I, to me, even being arrested would have been good yeah. to get food, you know, or, or a place to sleep. And he took me to church. And I remember in this church, man, there was like 300 kids. They are running, playing soccer. You know, they are well-dressed. They are smiling. They, they look like children, real children, you know, like they, they are enjoying their childhood. And uh, he gave me some, some new clothes. He took my picture. And um, that's how I actually joined Compassion, was just someone who just took me to the, to the center. I didn't know there was anything uh, by the name Compassion, because this was a church. There is no Compassion Science anywhere. It's it's just the, 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 the program is part of the church's programs, children program. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and uh, I was just happy to just be able to, to, to have friends and play soccer and become a child and, you know, enjoy and even have food. Actually, I used yeah. to go there on Saturdays. The program used to, to run on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to around 5, a, uh, 5 p.m. And uh, for me, it was just food, man. I just wanted to, I, I was looking forward for that every time to eat some good rice, meat, porridge, um, hear the word of God, sing, dance, play, uh, involve myself with artwork and that kind of stuff. And how old were you at this time? At this time, I was uh, around nine years, nine years. Okay. And did your siblings become a part of the program or no? No, they did not become a part of the program because um, Compassion used to only sponsor one child per family because the program is made in a way that even if it's just one child, 
uh, everyone in the family will feel the impact of compassion because we are able to share whatever we get with the siblings. So they are somehow sponsored indirectly. Yeah. So you're sponsored, but your whole family benefits. That's awesome. Absolutely. You may be wondering, where did the name Great Things come from? Well, Psalm 126.3 says the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. That truth has been so evident in my own life and I want to help others discover the great things that He can do in their lives through the gospel and living a life of surrender to Him. My hope is to leave you better than you came and to encourage you to fully embrace the joy that comes from walking with Jesus. And so at what point, like when did you, when did you meet Jesus and how? Man, yeah, that's a good question. So uh, previously, when I started going to this church, um, I would hear the word of God. Sometimes I would, I would, I would, I would, you know, give my life to Jesus. But sometimes it would just because the pastor was preaching, and you know, no one is raising their hands. Until when I was sixteen, that's when I uh, I gave my life fully to Jesus. I remember kneeling uh, on the side of my my bed, and I I told Jesus, so God, if you if you if you take control of my life and you you know you save me and you become my my everything, I just want to depend on you. I remember praying a, a prayer of almost like um, an agreement, um, agreeing with him that if you become my dad almost like my my physical dad or my biological dad and my mom, my everything. I mean, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And uh, <clears throat> things started happening from there. Like every time I pray, I, I would just pray as if I'm praying to my dad or I'm asking, asking something to my dad. Yeah. Dad, I want a pair of shoes. Dad, I want food. I want a pair of, of, of pants, trousers. We call them trousers. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and actually that's how, when I received Christ, when I let Jesus come into my life, um, that's when poverty actually left me completely because wow. poverty is also spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that's that's so powerful. When you met the Lord, yeah, did that impact your family? Had they already met Jesus or what, what was that like for your family? Yeah, absolutely. It actually impacted the whole family, even extended family. Wow. Because I think what happened is that even up to the, today, they, they would look at me and say, you're really different. There's something different about you. And so when I started like going to church, involving myself in the choir, I used to play drums in church. I became kind of a very somehow influential or mentor to so many people that my family would hear about me a lot, you know. So people would talk about me, and so they were like, they were curious. This yeah. is our brother, so let's 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 find out what's going on. So they started coming to church. Actually, I was reunited. We were reunited back with our dad, and wow. uh, he used to be an, a very uh, heavy alcoholic wow. person, and uh, he was able to heal and got you know got born again, joined the men's group. Um, even though he went to be with the Lord also, but I believe he, he's in heaven wherever he is because he, 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 was, he was born again by the time he died. Wow, that uh, is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. My, my brother used to be uh, also a very heavy drinker. Uh, and right now he's, uh, 
he's he's one of the choir choir leaders and, wow. and praise and worship leaders in his That's church awesome. right now. Born again, he has a family, has uh, three beautiful children, a wife, a business. Uh, my sisters as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it impacted the whole family. Wow, that uh, is in such an incredible amazing. Way. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know you went from death to life, and then they were able to as well, and now you guys are all you know making disciples and. Mm-hmm leaving a legacy, a spiritual legacy, which yes. is just incredible. Not just in your village or in Kenya, but yeah. like all over the world. All over the world. Absolutely. It's, and, 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 you know, the Bible says that Jesus commanded us, just go out there and make these disciples. And I believe the mission of compassion, that's what actually they do. Even without knowing that's what they are doing, they make yeah. disciples around the world. Uh, because those kids... Once they, they start going to church, getting involved with the things of God and the work of God, they become part of, of God's work. Um, and it's very hard for them not to speak the gospel. And the best thing about the environment, especially in most African countries like Kenya, East Africa, it's a great platform because gospel is preached there. People are not shy about the gospel. So it's very easy for people to you know, evangelize and talk about Jesus and pray for people and, yeah, and make disciples all over the village and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it was a great impact for the whole community and the whole, um, the whole of Kenya and beyond Kenya. And so what was your compassion program like? Something that I love about compassion is that they teach skill sets. And, you know, I think some people want to help. And so they think, oh, if I just give money, then this will help. But long term, that's not helpful if someone's not learning a skill Mm -hmm. to carry them a long way. So what was that like for you? Was there a certain skill set that you wanted to learn or could learn? Yeah, absolutely. Once you join Compassion, something that happens is that, first of all, you, you they give you that hope. You start having hope. And yeah. so because of that hope, you start uh, desiring things like education, because I wasn't actually able to go back to school um, through the program when I joined Compassion. Um, and so during the Compassion program itself on Saturdays, they have uh, skill sets or, or, or some uh extracurricular activities. Um, some of the things they train, they train like, uh, you know, hairdressing, they train how to build houses, uh, they train uh, mechanic, um, mechanic? Or mechanic? Mechanic. <laughs> mechanic, that one. Uh, you know, repairing cars and stuff. Um, for me, I really love drawing, so I, I took art class. Cool. Where we would draw like uh, you know anything, we would they would teach us how to scale um, and draw uh, images and people and flowers and stuff. Uh, some of my friends actually they became very great artists in Kenya, where they work for different huge uh, organization as uh, doing art for them. Uh, for me, and then the other skill set that I did was uh, repairing of shoes. So every time my shoe, you know, is broken, 
I, I wouldn't buy another or even just ask someone to do it, to pay them. I would do them. I would repair my own shoes and also help people in the village. Oh, that's cool. Um, whenever, so that they, even my family members, they would bring their shoes to me and I would uh, repair them. They also taught us how to make shoes from scratch, like almost like you can start an industry or something. Um, there was like uh, tailoring and uh, that kind of stuff, just very normal, common kind of skills so that if you, are, if you are not going to high school or college, at least you have something to fall back on when yeah. you leave the, the program. And then from there I went, I was able to graduate actually from, from college with a, with a bachelor's degree in political science and international relations. Um, so, and that was still through the program of compassion. Yeah, that's incredible. That's something I love so much is that they put, you know, students through college there. And so you studied political science and then you also went through the leadership development program. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So during the time I was uh, in the program, yeah, there was this another program that they, they were testing. It was a leadership development program. It was very expensive because sponsorship is normally $38 a month, but this one was almost $500 a month. Wow. So because it was a so it was a very complex uh, and very high valued kind of a program. This is the program where they created leaders. So if you meet an LDP, a leadership development program alumni, you can tell the difference between them and those who did not go to the leadership development program. It was if you go to college, you had a chance of joining leadership development program. And uh, what they did with that is to create servant leaders. The program runs four years and it's almost like a lifestyle. Mm. So they expose you to different life of serving and being able to open up all the trauma that you've gone through as a child. Yeah. You have an opportunity to, you know, to heal, to talk about it, to cry together, to laugh mm, together. So, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say it was one of the best um, program in the world, probably, that wow. I've ever seen. Yeah. And how big is that program? So the, 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 the people that were able to join was just a very, a, a very small percentage of Compassion's overall uh, beneficiaries. Uh, it was, I would say, every year they would take, they call them batch one, batch two, batch three, batch four, batch five. So per in Kenya, per Burge, per every group, it used to be around 100 people that would be taken, 70 to 100. But still, so that's every year. That means for four years or five years or 10 years, there are still those who are still there because it takes four years. So at the end of it, I, I would say uh, around probably more than a thousand people were able to graduate successfully. Wow, that's incredible. Program. Yes. <laughs> Praise yes. God for that. Amen. It's so cool Absolutely. that you were able to, you know, develop as a leader, but also heal from from your past trauma. Yeah. It's just so, it's incredible. And that's something that I love about what, what they do. Mm -hmm. At what point did you move to the States? So I moved to the state in 2014 there around November. 
and uh, I joined Compassion uh, where I work right now, just giving back to, to Compassion. Yeah, that's something that I love about, you know, people like your story and, and other people who have gone through Compassion is that everyone that I've talked to just has such a desire to give back to their communities or to give back to compassion and just to help people, whether that's going into full-time ministry or social work, healthcare, political science, whatever that looks like. Yeah. It's so inspiring to see people wanting to give back in that way. So what are you doing now with compassion or what did you start doing? With Compassion, I started doing, um, I joined the sponsor and donor relations team because I felt like my story would be such a great impact to speak to sponsors on the phones, one-on-one with them and share my testimony. So every person that I spoke to on a personal level, I speak on stage, but speaking on a personal level had really such a great impact. Of course. Uh, to, to our supporters. They are like, they would be like, oh, wow, wait a minute. I'm speaking to someone who went through this program. That's amazing. I just want to sponsor another child, yeah. you know, or I just want to continue writing to my child. And uh, now I have a team that I, 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 I manage um, and, and train and, and try to expose them to what poverty is all about so that when they are speaking with sponsors on the phone, they are speaking from a perspective of almost like an experience perspective so that they are passionate about yeah. what compassion does. And also they can feel they, they are part of the, the team because sometimes you can feel like you are not really making any impact yeah. when you work every day. You are always so busy. Yes. You can separate yourself from the mission very easily. So having me there, it's, it's a good reminder of what we do. Wow. That's amazing. So throughout your time in Compassion, did you have one sponsor throughout the whole time or did you have different ones? Yeah, I I only had two sponsors. I was lucky enough uh, to only have one sponsor throughout the the child development uh, period from, from when I joined to when I was leaving high school. And then when I joined university, I, I had another sponsor. Uh, she's from Oregon, so she took me for four years. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And did you ever yeah. get to meet any of your sponsors? Yeah, the one here in the United States, uh, actually, I just called her last night uh, with text. We, she's oh, like wow. my mom. Yeah, she's <laughs> like my mom. So she doesn't have any other children. I'm the only child to her. So wow. I always talk to her. I actually take my kids uh, during summer to help her with gardening every summer. <laughs> and uh, every time, um, every time she had the opportunity to visit, she she visits. Yeah, so we are family. When is the first time that you met her? The first time I met her, I think, it was when I came to speak for student life. So, what was that like for you? Uh, it was a big deal. It was it, it was a it was a big uh, day for us. Uh, very emotional and happy. At the same time, just being able to see the person that you've been writing to and fro, and now you see them physically. They are human beings, you know. Yeah. They are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Even sometimes, even the kids, um, you know, sometimes sponsors say, "Ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't believe these children are real." Even the children yeah. sometimes yeah. think the same. 
They don't wow. believe so. <laughs> Especially if people don't write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. I had the opportunity to meet my compassion child in Honduras back in 2012, and that was incredible. Yeah. Just getting to go down there and seeing him and his grandmother, mm. it just makes it so real. You know, you yeah. get letters and pictures that, you know, they draw you and it's so sweet and you get to, yeah. you know, communicate in that way. But then That's to awesome. actually embrace them, it was just, it was so sweet. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super thankful for that. That was in Honduras? Yeah, that was in Honduras. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I have a compassion child from Kenya that you helped me choose back in yeah. 2011 yeah. and um, her name is Hannah and she just recently graduated from university okay. so I had oh, her wow. from through the through the child development program and into college I was able yeah. to sponsor her and gosh what a blessing that was and wow. same situation with her like she wants to give back to her community and so now she's going on to get her yeah. uh, doctorate degree and wow. uh, wants to go into social work and so it's such yeah. a blessing to be able to be a part of that and I'm so grateful and I remember you helping me write one of my first letters to her and you actually so helped good. me do it in Swahili <laughs> and so that was really sweet yeah that was so awesome <laughs> yeah I remember that that's that's so cool like yeah. you've been able to take her all the way to college wow God bless you that's amazing thank yeah. you for doing that yeah, it's it's a blessing to to me more than anything. Yeah. And now I have a new uh, girl in Kenya now. Her name is okay. Catherine, and so I'm excited to be sponsoring her. Awesome. She's yeah. from Kenya, also. Yeah, and she's mm. she's little, so she's yeah. she's four years old. So I'm excited to kind of take her from being little and go all the way up. So yeah, praying that the Lord yeah. works in her life the same way that He did in Hannah's life. Amen. If you're interested in learning more about how you can be a part of changing a child's life, visit Compassion.com. You can choose a boy or a girl from any of the 25 countries that they serve. This isn't an ad. I just love Compassion and I'm thankful for the ways that they've provided opportunities for people like you and me to help end poverty in Jesus' name. For the past 11 years that I've been sponsoring, I've seen firsthand how impactful this ministry is, so I didn't want to miss a chance to invite you to be a part of it too. And so you've been in the States now for a few years and you yeah. met you met someone here. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell us y'all's story? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, we, we actually did not meet here. We, okay. we met, yeah, we met like several years ago, even before I started coming for, to student life. Wow. Uh, they had come uh, with the New Life Church of Colorado to work with us as LDPs uh, in Kenya there were like about 300 people that came to that uh, during that time of formation. And we kind of became friends for a long, long time. <clears throat> and um, I can remember when, we, when, when, I, when I used to come and speak, I only was able to see her once. And then I came back again and we met again. Um, it was just God's uh, planning because... The first time we met I, is when I met my sponsor mm. in Oregon. And the second time I, was in, I wasn't coming to Oregon, I was just in Colorado and she had just moved to Colorado. And it's just amazing to see people, to meet people here, friends. If you're able to meet a friend in Kenya and meet them here, it's just an, an amazing thing. Like, oh my God, I'm in your country now. Look, at, yeah, I mean, it's just so, so amazing. And so we started dating after some time and... Um, she moved to Kenya. We started working together in, a, in an orphanage 
we were helping kids there. And then we moved, she moved to the United States and then I, I, I followed her and then we, we got married. That's amazing. And, and now yeah. you have beautiful children now. Yeah, now we have three boys here um, running around. I have a five-year-old, <laughs> three-year-old, and a one-year-old. <laughs> so much fun. It's so cool just watching your story unfold over the past 10 years to see how the Lord has done so many great things in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say I am. So I'm very blessed um, because when you think about like coming from eating from dumpsters and now providing for a family, um and cherishing a family and also helping people back home it's it's a it's a big deal yeah it's, yeah absolutely and and i'm sure that's going to play such a huge role in your son's lives of your story impacting them and how they'll get to understand how you grew up and how they're living a better life because of what the lord has done in your life that's true absolutely 100% so whenever we say that um the, going through the program of compassion and giving your life to Jesus, it, it changes the, 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 the it, it cuts that chain of poverty. It's not just that, also it's in the next generations because now the children that we have right now, even my nephews and nieces, they, they actually don't know poverty at mm. all. It was already, uh, you know, it was already cut off, you know, I, I was the last one to experience poverty in my generation. Wow. So then the, the generations to come, they don't know poverty. They know blessings. They, you know, they know uh, abundance of the Lord's blessing. Poverty is bad. Poverty is just the worst of the worst thing ever in life. Because mm-hmm. with poverty, you think. Poverty does not even allow you to, to, to think, to see, to become even creative. You know, because your mind has to be stimulated by something. And when you're in that extreme poverty, um, you are just surviving. So you don't have anything. You're just trying to survive. And now, right now, looking at those kids and knowing that while their life is bright ahead of them, uh, I also try to teach my kids to know and understand and appreciate everything God has blessed them with, even toys, you know? Yeah. They just appreciate that and, you know, be happy for it and that kind of stuff. So it, it's hard sometimes because in the United States, we have, we, we, we have abundant, you know. Yeah, too much. Uh, we have too much, you know. Yeah. And so I've tried not buying them a lot of toys, but their grandmothers and aunties and everything. <laughs> <laughs> of course, bring, they all spoil them. <laughs> which I'm like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so cool. I remember you saying all the time back when we met, when you would share your story, you would always say that compassion not only gave you, you know, food and education and all the material things or even skills, but the most important thing that compassion gave you was the hope of Jesus. And that has stuck with me to this day. Like I still think of that and how the hope of Christ that we all have is Mm -hmm. what keeps us going. Absolutely. 100% is that hope. And can you imagine it's just even hope for life after this life, you know, the hope of Christ, you know, the yeah. eternity, it gives you that, yeah. which is just amazing. Just, just, just that hope, something to look forward to, to wake yeah. up in the morning knowing, ah, this is a new day. Tomorrow yeah. is another new day, you know, just hoping for something. Uh, once you have everything and you have nothing to hope for, you die. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like your spirit is, is, is gone. Like, but when you have that hope of Christ, ah, it makes you move. It makes you want to see tomorrow. Yeah. Even yeah. when you're stressed, even when you're depressed, you know, when you have that hope, that's the most important thing. Mm, so good. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. To wrap up, yes. something that I ask everyone on the show is what's a great thing that you're into right now? Uh, there is this company. It's called uh, Dutch Brothers Coffee. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm into those guys so much because one thing I like about them is just whenever I, I go there, they, you, know, they, they, you know, they talk to you. They, they, you know, they don't just want to sell you coffee. They just want yeah. to know how your day is going and that kind of I stuff. Love that. It's more personal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, personal. And me being that extroverted human being, I love that a lot. So, and I've always had some, my wife works there. So, uh, I, one thing that we, we, we are so lucky about is that some of the friends there, they always come to my house and we just hang out sometimes, especially before COVID. I would have people in my house every day. Actually, sometimes some of them had the keys. They would, they would just show up, cook, and leave. And they, they would just text us. They're like, hey, I was there and I, I made chicken. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if you feel something smelling. <laughs> I, brought, I brought the Kenyanism here in the United States. So I love that Kenyan village lifestyle. Yes. So I always teach people here my friends, especially my white friends here, like, hey, dude, this is your house. Anytime you, you're passing by and you've, you're thirsty, come drink water. I love that so Come much. make coffee, come do whatever. It's, don't worry about anything, you know. Wow. <laughs> and people find that weird. <laughs> I think people, it's awesome. Absolutely. I've had people live with me for free. Like, wow. you know, I'm like, hey, just stay here until you get back on your feet. Um, and it, it has been, it, to me, it's such a blessing, man. I yeah. love doing such things, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's, yeah. it's just an overflow of the abundance that the Lord has blessed you with and you want to bless others, and so I uh, love that. Absolutely. We should all be doing that. We should, absolutely. That's how the world is supposed to be. That's the, right. The, all the hatred and all the differences, man, one day we will all die and we will, you know, we will be in another, you know, another world and yeah. looking back you're like man i wish i loved people yeah i wish i laughed more i wish i lived you know what i'm saying like yeah. i wish i lived and that's what i i like doing is just just live you know yeah. help people support people love on one another like it doesn't matter whether you're black white red whatever short tall yeah. we're all human beings yeah this world would be so good if if we could just be you know brothers keepers yeah, and that's yeah. what heaven's going to look like. So, Amen. Absolutely. Just bring something to what, look forward to. Absolutely. And that's why the Bible says, bring down your kingdom here yes. on earth. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what would it look like if we brought heaven down to earth? You know, it's, it's such Seriously. a, like, it seems like such a foreign concept because mm -hmm. that's so countercultural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But how beautiful that would be. That would be so awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on here today. Thank you for your time yeah. and sharing your story. Um, again, it's so powerful and I'm so grateful to know you and to be able to share your story mm. with other people. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for your listeners and everyone. So God bless you guys. We love you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with David. He's just the best. 
As always, I don't want anyone to leave an episode without hearing the good news. In David's story, we heard how he went from having no hope in life to experiencing the greatest hope and joy, which can only be found in Christ. David came from poverty, not only in a physical sense, but also spiritual. And that's the thing, without Jesus, we're all in poverty. We all deserve death because sin separates us from God, but because of his grace and kindness to us, he sent his son to come die for us so we can live. And that's the greatest hope anyone can ask for. Just like John 16, tells us, we no longer have to worry about the trouble we face here because he has overcome the world, which gives us peace of mind and hope to hold on to. If you'd like to understand more about Jesus, how to have a personal relationship with him, or if you need prayer for anything, please visit our resources page on greatthings.fm. And if you'd like to connect with us on socials, check us out at Great Things Podcast or at Lindsay Herring on Instagram. Those links are also in the show notes. Hey, thanks for taking time to listen today. I look forward to more great things with you next week. Oh, 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 oh,